Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Getting well and staying well, that's living vibrantly. Goshen Health can get you there. Feel better, do more, live vibrantly. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds of Service. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Today's episode is the Sound of Service, featuring Jim Kasky, the Vice President and Capital Campaign Director of the Goshen Health Foundation. Sound of Service is presented in part by DJ Construction, serving our community for more than 65 years. DJ Construction, decidedly different. But Jim, I guess it's appropriate that a construction company, even though it's not the same one, but a construction company is is sponsoring our little conversation here because you've been knee-deep in construction for quite some time right now. That we have, <laughs> absolutely. And then thankfully, it's coming to a close, uh, <laughs> the main part of it mm-hmm. anyway. There will still be some construction that takes place in the old section that gets updated. But yeah, the new tower, which has been in operation or planning since 2017, is set to open on March 15 and 16. Mm. So the public will have its first look at it on March 16th. That's amazing. Let's let's dial back a little bit and just talk about, you know, it's an expansion. It's probably the most aggressive expansion, maybe outside of the cancer center that Goshen Hospital has ever undertaken. Talk about some of the the high points, if you will, of what this project is doing. So the the 1950s facility uh, that was built back then when the hospital left downtown Fifth mm-hmm. Street. Um, has actually just worn out, right? It doesn't, hasn't kept up with what the needs of the world are today. And so uh, we took on this project for new private rooms. And who knew that there was a pandemic right around the corner? <laughs> but it just made the case for why this is the right project at the right time. Mm-hmm. Because the shared rooms are no longer appropriate. So the new facility is four floors of new rooms that are all the same size and are all private rooms and will serve us better. So we actually aren't increasing the number of beds or number of rooms, but we will be definitely able to use more of them because we're going from shared rooms where you can't always use both because of infectious disease or genders or whatever. And so we'll have greater capacity even with the same number of beds. You know, it's interesting because people of a certain age in the category I fall in uh, is you know, that's such a marked difference over the last couple of decades is, you know, you go from where sometimes you had four in a room uh, to then, <laughs> you know, two to a room and now private rooms. The importance of private rooms for everything from just individual conversations to family comfort. And then, as you noted, during this pandemic, uh, we've learned that, you know, it's probably a pretty good idea to keep people isolated. This is more than convenience or luxury. This is now necessity. Absolutely. That's true. And that includes airflow and all the different kinds of things that come into play in taking care of uh, what the needs of the community mm-hmm. are. And technologically, um, yes. what we've had to do in order to update, that's, that's tremendous. And one of the exciting things about doing this at this time is that there are learnings that have come out of the pandemic that allowed us to tweak some things Mm -hmm. to meet those needs that we didn't know when we started the project and what many, many other healthcare facilities would be wishing that they could do. 
but because it was new construction, we were able to make some of those changes on the fly. So, you know, it's, it, when you're involved in, in, in captaining the construction, but even more when you're captaining the raising of the funds for construction, change is not always a word you want to hear. But in this case, it turns out pretty good. Absolutely. So that's the other miracle I would say right <laughs> now is we've been talking about on time and on budget mm-hmm. this entire project. And until just recently, we're about a, a month out on some parts mm-hmm. that will keep patients and providers from coming in until later in April. However, nonetheless, it has, it has been unbelievable how smooth the transition has been this entire time. Boy, think of this. I'll, I'll exercise some of my English instruction here, but on time, on budget, in a pandemic, for the good of the community. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't get any better. It, it doesn't. And, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> except it's fantastic. So what are people going to see? So uh, when folks come in, mm-hmm. the, probably it's not all going to be opened up to between the old and the new section. So they'll be there to see the new part. And the first floor is a new coffee shop and dining facility and teaching kitchen. And then the administrative offices, the physician mm-hmm. lounge. And then the next three floors are all exactly the same laid out and with rooms all around the outside and all the internal stuff for uh, the nurses and supplies, that kind of thing. So you see one floor, you'll see the other Mm -hmm. two floors and two of the rooms are completed now and we'll be, we're actually using them for training for people to nurses to learn how to use it. They'll be on display with people there to explain exactly what, is different about this than what we had in the past. You know, and this is another four-story testimony, if you will, to the the generosity, the benevolence, and the commitment of people in this community to the community and growing the community. You're you're a big part of who we are here in Goshen. You spent a long time at Goshen College before transitioning over to Goshen Hospital, Goshen Health. Um, so it's not a surprise to you, but at the same time, to undertake a campaign of this magnitude, for you to you know dot all the I's and cross all the T's and get this campaign going, were you surprised at how receptive everybody was? You know, I know how generous this community is, mm-hmm. and but I didn't know how it would be with the health system, and I was not surprised. I was overly delighted <laughs> that... The group that was brought together to do the project, the campaign committee who made their own commitments and then talked to their friends, that's really where, and the great economy at that time, mm-hmm. and this was all pre-pandemic, um, it, it could not have gone better for an organization who hasn't asked of the community for decades, really. Mm-hmm. And I think the other part of it is it's about a $98 million project. And because of good stewardship through the years, the hospital had resources of its own to put into it. Mm-hmm. And that spoke to the, the donors as well. The average conversation with the donor, when you're talking about the importance of Goshen Hospital and Goshen Health in our community, what are some of the things that you tried to emphasize as you, as you spoke back and forth? So uh, I'm going to tie that into your question about me also mm-hmm. moving from one 
anchor of the community to another mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I would not have gone if it wasn't a local, locally owned community asset, if it was still a part of a bigger conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be very important to donors as well. And so uh, that's a big part of it. People do not expect to have a healthcare system, the quality that this one is in a community of this size. And if we're going to have that, then it's going to be up to us. And also, as I got to know more and more of the almost 2,000 colleagues Mm -hmm. that I work with there and realized they're not representative of this community, they are the community, right? Mm -hmm. So when they leave, uh, either doctors, nurses, providers, and go to the same ball game you and I do, to the same grocery store, that's a big part of it, too, is that uh, community-minded people who want to have a facility like this in their community understand that it's Well, I'm going to personalize the, the conversation a little bit just to talk about you know, my association uh, with the hospital and with your colleagues and, and with how important I believe it is in the community. But you know, I still remember the night. It was about 10 years ago. I wandered downstairs. I was feverish. I was having trouble breathing. I looked at my bride and said, hey, I think I need to go to the hospital, which, you know, she jokes now she knew was really made it important because I don't (laughs) usually admit those kind of needs. Um, And so by the time we got to the emergency room and went through that process and everything else, uh, I I got some oxygen or whatever they did. And then I'm doing the scan and I'm starting to breathe a little better. And um, I looked up at the gentleman conducting the scan and said, well, I'm, I'm starting to feel better. And he just looked at me and said, Mr. Turner, we're not trying to make you feel better right now. We're trying to save your life. And, uh, you know, wow. as dramatic as that may sound, mm-hmm. it was like, a, oh, OK, wake up call. Um, but so I look at the hospital and it, the colleagues and the people involved um, quite literally saved my life. Another instance in which we brought our two-year-old granddaughter in who had swallowed a quarter and the, and the amazing care we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, two visits to the emergency room when my, when my bride has broken uh, an ankle and her wrist and the amazing, the personal experience we have there. And we're not the only ones that can tell that story. You can hear those stories all around town. I mean, we have a gem. There's yes. no other way to describe it. We have a gem. Yes. And I think one thing that really impacted me as I've gotten to know it better myself was as a mission, Mm -hmm. we don't have the opportunity. There are no fences around hospitals. (laughs) If somebody needs care, I don't care if the staffing right now, the stresses we're having, or if we are over full, nobody gets turned away because that's why we exist. Mm -hmm. To, To your point, I'm so glad it was there when you needed it most and it, as we care for it, it will always be here for those who need it in the future. Now, on campus as well as, as the hospital, you've got the cancer center. And that has become um, a magnet for, for folks all around this area. And as a matter of fact, people from outside the area. Like five or six uh, yeah, states. Who mm-hmm. come because they're getting top quality care. Yes. And I don't know if people know, we also have what's called the care house, which is like the Ronald McDonald house there in other go. communities. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have a uh, we have a world class cancer facility, and the doctors, of course, which are the most important part of why that exists. Mm-hmm. And people come from far and wide for care here, and or even if they have care other places but live in this area, then we're also able with our infusion center to um, up, uh, 
help with some mm-hmm. of their care. Do some of the follow-up and, and some of the integrated exactly. care, et cetera. And I think that's another thing that gets underestimated is that the 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 synergy that exists between Goshen Hospital and whether it's Cleveland Clinic, whether it's Mayo, whether mm-hmm. it's Northwestern Hospital in Chicago, other places that may have bigger names or brighter commercials, uh, there's still that working relationship that you have with all of those agents. That's absolutely true. And I don't think people always realize some of the uh, research and things that are going on, mm-hmm. too, because there are some advantages to being smaller mm-hmm. in some times for some of the things we're able to do for those larger groups. Well, it's not like Randy and the board wanted you to have it too easy because in the middle of all this big campaign to <laughs> build the tower, they said, hey, you know, we got this thing going on out at County Road 17. Hey, Jim, why don't you help us with that as well? <laughs> uh, but it's another success story. Yeah, it's a great success story that just opened its doors. Um, so part of, part of our problem in our community is not enough access to primary care physicians. Mm -hmm. And primary care physicians are the way the world goes around. I am totally learning. And from the foundation's perspective, what we want to get more and more involved in is the social determinants of health. How do people have problems with getting access or how do they take care of themselves so they don't just end up at the emergency room? And one of those was the County Road 17 project where how do we make it easier for people to get to care, and then the specialists will come in and out of there as well. Uh, so you could go there, see your mm-hmm. doctor, and also see a specialist. Um, so we have like 38 locations other than the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it's always a matter of, it uh, doesn't always make financial sense, but mm-hmm. it does from a mission perspective. Well, serving. And, and I know a number of the people well enough to know that uh, it doesn't end with these projects. There's always a vision of peering into the future and saying, how can we get better? Absolutely. Which means you'll always have a job. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you think. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, and I don't mean to be cliche, but uh, it, it really isn't a job when you get to work with philanthropic people Mm -hmm. who care about the community and want to change the world. And you're part of that outlet for making them do that. Well, certainly appreciate that. And, and I want to ask you this because it's maybe a little bit of a chance to brag. We'll try to be humble, but we'll brag a little <laughs> bit too. Uh, you know, maybe in the Matthew Stafford vernacular of like, you know, there's a lot of other guys, but I'm still glad to have the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> uh, when you speak with your peers and colleagues at other foundations uh, with folks who are doing what you're doing, um, you do get to bust your buttons a little bit because of the community that we live in. That's so true. Uh, not not just because of us you're mm-hmm. right because of what you get to look at and the community foundation of elkhart county and you can see the fundraising other muscles of mm-hmm. the boys and girls club it is an awesome community to be in and uh when presented with the right projects that are thought thoughtfully thought of and will make an impact uh it's, it's good work if you can get it so if, it's a joy. if you look at, uh, uh, you know, kind of wrapping this up, if you look at under one big umbrella, um, you've come on board at a time when we're building a tower, we're expanding the County Road 17, we're augmenting the Cancer <laughs> Center, we've got other things that we're trying to do, recruit new doctors, all of these kind of Absolutely. things. Um, if you had one dream right now where you could just say, I'm going to wave my magic wand and make this happen, what would be Jim Caskey's dream for 
the health system and for the community. Wow. Well, I have this dream that that healthcare would be easily accessible for everybody in our community who needs it. And I believe firmly that we have the wealth that we need to do that. And it's just a matter of how do we how do we get it distributed? And and I'm still I've been there three years now. I am still learning. Healthcare is a complicated <laughs> complicated animal. And mm-hmm. I'm still learning about that. But there are models around us, even the Amish for that matter, mm-hmm. who take care of themselves. And we as a community have a lot of resources and we can take care and make it one of the great reasons to live in Elkhart. That's a great dream. Let's go get her done. All right. Jim, thanks for your time. (laughs) Certainly appreciate it. Jim Kasky, he is the vice president and capital campaign director of the Goshen Health Foundation. The Sound of Service has been presented in part by DJ Construction. Decidedly different. Don't forget, we've got Sound of the Economy, Sound of Success, Sound of Service, and Sounds Around Town all part of the Sound of Goshen, a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Vince Turner.